Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. So, it's uh it, it's been a while. Has it? It's been over a month. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think I've actually put out two videos since uh we put out a last podcast, which normally would mean it's been a year. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> so either the videos are going really well or the podcast is not. <laughs> um, well, part of it was illness was not going well. Weather was not going well. True. And uh, not really have anything we were confident in talking about wasn't going well. So we finally reached a point where we have something I feel we can make a good episode out of. And that God is... of War. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> no, no, I have not yet played God of War. Don't know if I will. Um, maybe if I read box it or something. But, no, uh, look, you could have gotten a physical copy and you didn't. I, I'm still playing it, though, so you still have to get your own one. You haven't one. beaten it yet? I'm slow, okay? This has nothing to do with your intelligence. Well, maybe it does. Maybe it does. <laughs> All right, um, so... Destiny 2 Warmind. This is actually the reason that I haven't beaten God of War 2 yet, because I have to play Warmind. Well, you don't have to, but you choose to. I choose to. And for me, Destiny 2 Warmind actually was significant in that it will determine if I get any other expansions in Destiny 2 at this point onward. And I'm actually kind of of mixed feelings right now. Because at first, I was like, no, Warmind sucks. I'm not giving Destiny any more money at this point. Um, unless they make some really, really big shakeups. Like, I need to know after the fact that they actually change things for the better. Now, how about you? Did Warmind have any of that going on? Or are you just like, Destiny's Destiny? Yeah, I'm kind of... Uh, I'm in a weird place with Destiny. Uh, it's just, there's, it's, I don't know if it's just like a Stockholm syndrome type deal <laughs> at this point. I, it I, probably helps that you already paid for the expansions in the beginning. Well, now I haven't though. So the next one, I mean, I played for the first Okay, two. for the first two. Yes, yeah, I paid for I mean. the first two. So, right. So that's that all I mean. kind of was, that sort of felt like one package to me, right? I paid for, yeah. I pre-ordered it. Like I, it's like it was like a year ago that I paid for Destiny the whole package, two yeah. and the two first two expansions. We got the super edition, which had the two expansions, right? So, so at this point, it was sort of just like timely content drops on the game. Yeah, um, Curse of Osiris. See, I starting with Curse of Osiris, there was a lot of negative reaction, and. Let's be serious. The the story content in Cor Curse of Osiris and in Warmind is very lacking. It's lacking in that it's not... It's neither... It neither adds to the sort of mystery and... Or does anything interesting with these lore characters in the way that... You know, Dark Below, maybe, or... Um, Even House of Wolves. House of Wolves, yeah. House of Wolves was, House I was of a Wolves. big fan of House Actually, of Wolves. Actually, House of Wolves is the first time you really got any interaction with the Queen and the Reef, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you got some in the story, wasn't it? Oh, no, 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 you didn't really interact with the Queen, no. I'm 
Yeah, but, yeah. You you yeah. went. You got you went to the reef. You got Varks at least. Varks you was didn't have the landing part. zone at the reef, and yeah, and you got the landing zone at the reef. You got you, you uh, did any, get anyway. like flipping lady, but you got like Varks as an interesting character. Varks uh, anyway. is sorry. Yeah, Varks. But anyway, so what I, what it's kind of felt like to me so far from a story perspective is that the two expansions so far have almost shrunk destiny. Because we've taken a mystery and we've explained it in a really lame way. It's kind of like they're getting rid of lore so they don't have to deal with it. Right. So, okay, Osiris, let's deal with Osiris. Okay, Rasputin, we're going to deal with Rasputin. And then it's just like, okay, like, check boxes on these lore characters rather than adding, you know, there felt like... And also with, you know, going back to Mars... It's like, hey, like we lost Mars, and now, oh boy, we got Mars back. Like it's different yay. Mars. Yay! So, so there's some of that. But then on the other hand, there have been. I didn't even think about that honestly. I never felt like Mars was lost at all. Right. <laughs> there have been other aspects of it, even with Osiris. So with with the ability, like we said, I haven't beaten God of War yet. Um, I'm the only person on the planet besides Chris who never bought the game who hasn't beaten <laughs> God of War, and. With the amount of time I have to dedicate to something, some little chases like um, the Saint Saint Fourteen quest in Curse of Osiris actually felt really good to me because I actually had a, it wasn't that big, and I actually had the time to finish it and get the cool reward at the end, which was the uh, Perfect Paradox, which is one of the best shotguns in the game, most likely. Um, and Warmind seems to be a little bit bigger, and this stuff is going to take me a little bit longer to 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 find all the different interesting things um, and to finish some of these quests. Yeah, I mean, Curse of Osiris was effectively hoping on the the Infinite Forest being interesting, mm. and it's not. Even when you do some of the harder adventures where they try and vary it up a little bit, it's really not all that much more interesting. No, the Infinite Forest oh. is not interesting, period. So, part of the issue is the Infinite Forest is just not very good. Um, but I would also say, I mean, because a lot of people, I've had a lot of people tell me, like, dude, the storytelling in Destiny was never good, this, that, the other. Like, people tell, it's like I should feel like, oh, of course the story isn't good. And it's like, you know what? No. Because at least the main campaign in the original built up to Crota before you went and you killed him in the dark below. And then in House of Wolves, you got more of the Fallen. And what they did with it was they actually changed the houses in a way. Unfortunately, however the houses changed, they never did anything that feels like they've changed in... Because it's like we got a whole new faction of Fallen in, um, in Destiny 2. It's like a yeah. whole different group of them rather than being the united ones under... I mean, granted, you caught the one guy, right? You killed, um... Or you caught, uh... Yeah, the guy from the House of Wolves himself. Oh, what's his name? But he killed, like, all the other Kells. Like, there should be something interesting going on with, like, the, the Fallen, and there's kind of not. I feel like Destiny has a little bit of a Batman problem. Too many villains? No. The villains are more interesting than the heroes. Oh, Especially now that you're you become a silent protagonist. This is Bungie. Didn't you play Halo? I I, I did. <laughs> exactly. I did play Halo. <laughs> but at least like now the Master Chief was a was a cipher. 
Yes. He was like... Now your character is literally an avatar in that they have right. no character. That they're treated as the greatest person in the universe. But we complained about that last time. Yeah, we did. But Destiny. it's getting... I complained about that last time I talked about Destiny. But any time we're expanding the narrative, it, it does it makes it wear that weight heavier. Um... Because it just, it, to me, it's so glaring in all these interactions. Like, everybody else has all this personality, and, you know, Anna Bray is this, like, bubbly, like, teenager or something. Um, you know who she's supposed to be? She's supposed to be Tracer from Overwatch. Oh, God. That's who she, she doesn't is. have the accent. She doesn't have the accent, she's, she's but, but she's, she's, she's still, she's like, she's Tracer from Overwatch. She doesn't say cheers, love. We well, have, yeah, like, the, the, just the general, the haircut. I mean, I guess I can kind of see it. She's, she's Tracer from Overwatch. Uh, anyway. No, I mean, I can kind of see like tra- I was about to call her Tracer. Um, Anna Bray feels... I mean, again, let's go back to Destiny 1. And by this point, we had uh, Eris Morn, who part of her character is the fact that she's like overly... Uh, this is my goth teenage diary. Right. Uh, she's got that whole thing going for her. You had Varricks in the next one who's just got this really interesting way of talking and wants you to just kill everyone. Yes. He wants you to kill other I, fallen. I, very much. I, I'm still, I'm sorry. I, it's the one that sticks with me more than anything else. It's, it's Varricks on the the strike. What was the strike called? Where you fight um, Tanix. And he goes, Tanix has no house. He serves no cow. And I just, I don't know why, like... Because it's a great voice actor, paired with, like, an attitude. Like, there's a personality to Varys, and yet you don't know what he's really thinking. You don't know his real stance. So, yeah. I want to see what's going on with Varys. Like, what if he's becoming a cow? That would be awesome. That would be cool. But, unfortunately... We're not doing that, and it really does feel like whoever they got in charge of writing in Destiny 2 really has no interest in whatever the lore was, has very little understanding of what to do with lore, and is just like, okay, yeah, we know how to write basic video game shooter plot. Yeah, That's that, all you're getting. You know, that's what it feels like. It feels like, um, like Haze, or like Dark Sector, or something like that. That's the level... Of story, that that's even going more basic than I was thinking. I'm thinking like Call of Duty Battlefield stuff, man. Well, no, because, just truncated. No, like, because the Call of Duty Battlefield stuff, at least again, there's like a, there's a personality to it where I feel like the based on Battlefield one really bad HBO drama attempt. Yeah. But, like, I'm thinking of, but you're like, right, that's a personality. I'm thinking of still. like the modern warfare series and stuff like that. Like there were good storytelling moments in there and there was some drama and some emotion. Yeah. Um where I just feel like there's no drama. No. It's really no. weird when you realize after the fact, wait a minute, uh, a spoilers I guess. It's like wait a minute, I just killed one of Crota's brothers. And now we're fighting this giant worm god, and okay. Yeah. I'm fighting a giant worm god as a story mission, and then later as a strike. Like, and honestly, the... I was saying this while we were playing, um, to try and convince Chris to play God of War, but just, like, talking to Jormunger 
Mangermanjormander, the world serpent in God of War, feels more impressive than killing the giant worm god in Warmind. Like, just, and Chris can't talk about this because he hasn't played God of War. Dude, I played Platinum Games and all kinds of other Japanese action stuff where you fight, like, I know. Godzilla. Right, 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 of course, but, but just the, just talking, the conversation, like, feels more impressive than, and, it, and that's the problem, like, there's no, why, what's my motivation here? It's because this giant monster is brought down to nothing more than shoot its throat. Right. That's it. Shoot the glowy spot when he opens his mouth, try not to die. Yeah. It's, you're, that's how you kill a god, apparently, a hive god at least, which explains why the hive are so lame. Yeah. And that... So, if you're going just off the story campaign, this is a really, really disappointing turn. Especially for me. Like, when it comes to... Like, I don't really... Before Destiny 2 came out, I was getting really into listening to stuff like Mielin Games, who does a bunch of Destiny lore analysis. And... The Grimoire cards and the equipment, like, they went into everything. They went into everything that you could get all the lore, and it's like, when you find out about, like, all the Bray stuff, the Warmind, the, um, Vex, and you find out about all the, like, the Osiris stuff, yeah, it feels like this is building towards something that could be amazing. And then what happens when we get to Osiris? Uh, nothing. The Speaker is dead. But nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares about anything. Like, what, so one of the things I think you and I were talking about, or at least I know I was talking to my brother about it, was talking about the idea of if... Because like, initially everyone's like, okay, Osiris wants to be... Well, everyone expects Osiris is going to be the next speaker. He disagreed with the speaker. He went off and did his own thing. Speaker is now dead. Osiris is going to come and become the new speaker. And who knows what that's going to do. Nope, Osiris is just doing his simulations. He yeah. may as well not be around anymore. He may as well have never shown up to the begin with. Right. You killed some giant Vex god. Especially now that, like, we're not going back to Mercury because Mercury is really boring and the infinite bar sucks. Um, <laughs> basically. So, yeah. Um... And now you have. I think Brother Vance is the most interesting part of the uh, the Curse of Osiris expansion. Ugh. Just because he's always like, "Oh, that was so amazing. Are you Osiris in disguise?" Nah. <laughs> nah. But moving on to Warmind, though, it's like you know what would have been awesome if Warmind says, "Vanguard, you guys stink at this. I'm going to connect to the Traveler and become the new speaker." If Rasputin has the warm, like if that kind of thing, or Rasputin did something more interesting than I'm the protector of humanity. Screw you, Vanguard, for not trusting me. I'm going to protect humanity as I see fit by doing the same thing as I've always been doing. Let me launch some satellites. The end. Oh yeah, let me launch some satellites. There's your tease. War sats. Yeah, it's no, it's it's. I don't. And, and the, I don't care. I don't care what you just did because you didn't do anything interesting. You thought I'd be happy fighting a worm god. And and if it if it had turned into some kind of new game type or something that sort of like in, in House of Wolves, right? You oh, you beat yeah. the campaign. Okay, here's your new game type. 
And yeah, we got escalation protocol, but that's not. I mean, you can't even play it yet. You can't even really play it yet, yeah, because everyone's. Got, it's too hard. It's right. too hard. No one is at light level 370 yet. And even if you get like a halfway decent team, you're still not. Well, even if you get through phase one, phase two is really. I, I, I played with a bunch of people that got through phase one, where you got to kill that really tough ogre. Right. And once you kill him, you got to do a regular strike on heroic while being harassed by a bunch of high level hive. And once the strike's done and you can focus on the high level hive, dude, we didn't even get that witch to a full quarter health. Or wizard, rather. We got it to like a quarter health and we ran out of time. And that was like, we had a minute and a half left, maybe. And all we could do was get this nearly full health to a quarter. And that was, everyone's using their supers, everyone's doing what they can. And you know what we got? The regular heroic event rewards. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, was it two, two blues and a token? Effectively. Capped at 340. And if anyone doesn't know, again, like, to really do escalation protocol, you got to be 370. And the cap, the new cap's what, 400? Do they actually raise it that high? Is it 380 or 400? Or? Th- it might be 380, and I'm estimating wrong. But... Like, none, and, and that's part of the problem, too, because there's actually a lot to do on the new Mars. They have all these different keys and caches and stuff to chase. You're encouraged to do things like the public events and lost sectors because you can go and find these item caches. Yeah. Which are locked at 340 level. Nothing gives you anything more than blues and a token. Yeah. And glimmer. And it's, and that's, that, that is really frustrating because it, it's sort of like what they heard from season one was that it was too easy to progress. That the progression was too fast. You could get up to whatever was it, three hundred five was the cap then. Yeah, pretty pretty much, you know, pretty easily. Um, and that okay, no, we need to make it more of a challenge to get to max light. And so they're like, okay, so we're just gonna like make the soft cap forty light under that, so that you can only get. You have to do milestones or the raid, which means if you don't have five other people with you, or in our case, four other people to go in and do the raid or the raid layers or whatever, like... Well, it's not just that you have to do the milestones, it's that you... It's it's how far it is. If it were 360, maybe, okay, like, that would maybe make a little bit more sense where now you're leveled up enough to actually do all the milestone content. But you're trying to do heroic strikes when you're 10 light lower than the recommended level. True, true. And so that's going to be and you're getting rather challenging. Granted, I kind of like that challenge at times, but at the same time, like there was the one that we were doing that was just too much of a pain. Yeah. Well, and also the, these new, yeah, yeah, we can talk about that in a minute. But so, so basically, so, so what? So they've screwed up the story. Uh... The progression. They screwed up the loot chase. They, they screwed up the loot chase and the pro- pro- progression. Um, what haven't they screwed up? I played Iron Banner with Soros Regime yesterday, and that was really fun. See, I haven't done the Iron Banner yet. I just volunteered for it, but I'm I'm not big into the competitive PvP, and I've heard even people are complaining about that. Like they introduced yeah. like the new mode that's supposed to be. I, I don't even remember. Oh, there's like there's a new ranked mode. And the biggest complaint I heard about that was that there are the queues, the queuing, and the matchmaking is terrible. And they've added, in addition to win streaks, they added losing streaks. 
Oh, yeah. And Which means that if you lose a bunch of matches in a row, you lose a lot. But when you're, as I've experienced, playing solo, getting matched against group after group after group after group, um, yeah, it's really easy to stay on a losing streak um, when you've got a bunch of idiots in your solo queue. And even if you drop into a voice channel, nobody else is dropping into the voice channel and so on. It's, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, 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 it's interesting because I was going to come in more positive, I think, because of, again, like, the, the thing is the loot chase could be good. I actually like doing those activities. I wish there was more excuses for me to be on Mars, but the problem is the, the, the carrot on the stick. Which is moldy, I guess. Well, and then it's a moldy carrot on the stick, which makes me wonder why I even want to chase it. Because it's like, if I'm doing all of this work just for stuff I'm going to scrap for gunsmith materials. And then, and then hope you get do, a masterwork gun or even something. Even when I do the milestone. For like, masterwork materials. Monday night we did the, the, the heroic event. Went there and I got to increase like two of my items by one light level which was barely an improvement today I go and I do all the public events and I get yet another upgrade for my helmet that only boosts it by one light level mm. because it is also right now I think the highest capped armor I have on me so and this is like you know the it random does. number generator and everyone says it's kind of crap but it's like, this is where, you know, you know right, put some you finesse think? into your random number generator. Put something that actually, like, you could trick it. You could be like, what is something, at least in the middle of the road? Yeah. Make the highest chance of dropping being something that's in the middle of the road with moderate chance being what's at the bottom. Because that's, that, that's what stinks. It's so often you'll get stuck with just one item at the bottom Keeping your whole entire average down. Yeah, and you never, and for, for whatever reason, you never, and that, that was destiny, that was always destiny, though. That was always destiny, but it's like, that's something that should have been fixed by now. And it's also, it's something that because of the new system, because of the milestones and everything else, it feels like you sort of, you do your chores, and you check your boxes, and you should get something good for it, and then you don't. And that might be what part of the issue is. This one is really relying too heavily on check it, doing your chores. That yeah. is a good way to put it, actually. You log in on Tuesday and you do your chores. You, you get together with your friends and you do your chores. Because, honestly, most of the time, it's like maybe it'll fill out a couple of nights of the week. And at first, I loved that. But I want a... It means I am only engaging with the content in the same way that I've always engaged yeah. with it. And that's, again, House of Wolves. What does that do? It brings the Prison of Elders. What did the Dreadnought bring? Court of Oryx. Right. You know, and, there's, there's, and honestly, one of the things I loved about House of Wolves in particular, and then and the Taken King did it as well, was how, how those expansions just messed up your normal patrols, right? Yes. Like now... All of a sudden, like, oh, here's a, you know, a fallen captain is just dropped in your patrol zone. Like a yep. whole big fallen war party or whatever. It's a Think new of kind now. of public event. Oh, here, you've got to take an incursion in your patrol zone on Earth. Like, okay, and, and it, it sort of made it, it spiced things up a little bit. 
and there's just not a lot of spice right now. But what, <laughs> but what it is, what, what's frustrating about it is, and a lot of people I think have, have, have touched on this, the shooting is so good in Destiny, and these new exotic improvements, we're going to talk about something positive now, the exotic improvements have then added even more to, to some of the, the fun of shooting in Destiny that it's like you just want so bad. You might have to specify exotic improvements because I think some people are still looking for the random generator. Uh, so just looking for the so if, you haven't been, if you haven't been keeping up on Destiny, one of the improvements they've made is they've tweaked a lot of the exotic perks. Um, so like, uh, what is it called? The uh, Graviton Lance. That's my current favorite. So now, so the original perk on Graviton Lance was... The third round does extra damage. Ooh. Oh boy. So the new perk on Graviton Lance is that every enemy you kill with it turns into a mini Nova Bomb and shoots out little void projectiles to nearby enemies. And it does sound like an exotic, yeah. And and now and they chain too. So if you have a whole bunch of enemies and you've been like throw a grenade into a group and then you take somebody down with your then he explodes then he makes the next guy explode and he, and he shoots out void and then you've got like a three or four chain reaction of guys exploding in void light and it's really cool and it's like wow like that feels like an exotic weapon or um what's the cabal gun the scout rifle I actually just got it today like uh, it was a random ro- uh, random drop um and I can't remember like the scorch something Whatever it's called. I'm really kicking myself for not knowing this. Because it's an energy weapon, right? No. Oh, yeah. It's an energy weapon slot. Energy weapon so scout now, rifle. I just got it. It's a scout rifle, but it actually... Well, other than... It's full auto, right? It's a, yeah, a full auto scout rifle. And other than um, shooting through Cabal shields... Yep. Um, it also... It, it has, like... Uh, project, the projectiles track. Mm. So, I, mean, I don't know if you knew that. I haven't gotten to test it yet. Yeah, the projectile's in that track now. So it is actually really... It's fun, it's fun to use because it, like... You're getting uh, critical hits when you shouldn't be getting critical hits because it tracks just a little bit. <laughs> more than, like, not just the auto-aim on your, on your thing, but it actually, like, the projectile's track, too. So, like, things like that where they've made some of these guns... They've, they've made them really fun to use. But then I'm like... But what am I doing with it? I'm just firing into the same mod mobs and the same activities. Yeah, and, and it would be better if the... It would be better if we hadn't been doing this for three years already. There's that, and there's also... Because even in the first Destiny, like we didn't get to do the raid very often. No. It would be something we occasionally like would get people together, but... We definitely made sure we tried to get people together to do Wrath of the Machine. Definitely tried to do Taken King. Uh, well, uh, King's Fall. We definitely wanted to do these, and we even did Vault of Glass. And by the end, especially, we were getting together to do these things one last time. So we did these raids multiple times throughout. And I don't know about you, but I'm really not interested. I feel like the raid layer isn't even there. Like, we, 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 we did try and just do the underground of one to see how far two people could get. Not very far. Um, but 
like it is completely disconnected from the rest of the content. Why isn't the raid me fighting the giant worm god? And my best guess is that when you consider how much content is, and a lot of people will say negatively, but was changed for more casual players that don't do that often, hmm. I have a theory that they wanted to take some of these big monumental bosses and bring them to the story mission so that people don't miss out on them. And I have mixed feelings about that. Because I didn't mind the fact that I missed out on killing Crota for a long time. And I mean a long time. I played I played King's Fall before I played uh, the Dark Below uh, raid. Right. Um, yeah. So, and I just found that as a joke. It's like, you know, Oryx being angry I killed his son. And it's like, I don't know who you're talking about, Yeah, man. this is Crota, man. I didn't kill Crota. I didn't do none of that stuff. But now... I don't care. I don't care what... I don't even know who you fight at the end of the raid layer. Don't you kill the Emperor after the first one? Yeah, well, I think the raid layers are, like, themed or something. I don't know. I, yeah, again, I haven't I haven't gotten to do That's either. one of the things year two needs to do better. And and this is honestly... The, the group we had to do the raid... And the raids were just... The raid was just... Even the first raid... It... We were never that stuck and that frustrated on any of the previous raids. We were all largely the same players. Yep, we yes. did King's Fault. We did. Uh, we mostly did Vault of Glass. I don't. Did we ever beat King's Fault with the other guys? Yeah. Okay. Um, King's Fault. Well, you and I beat King's Fault, but I'm not sure with the group we had. With, but, oh, maybe not with that specific. We we beat. We did beat King's Fault with a different group. But I think didn't we? Wasn't that a similar group that we went back and then beat um, Crota's End? We did do Crota's End, yes. No, even my brother could do the... Uh, that's the thing. My brother is not good at the platforming, but he was able to do it in King's Fall, at least. And even though he had trouble with it in uh, Vault of Glass, he was still eventually able to make it so he could fight the... Oh, wait, no, 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 no. We had him drop and then come back in at the fight. Or something right, like or that. something like that. But that's the thing. You could do that. Whereas you, you have to spend, like, 15 minutes at least... Doing this whole thing only for someone to screw up at the platforming section at the end. And, and, and screw everyone over. And then you wipe. And then that's the end. And it's... And then you gotta do the whole thing over again. And it's like, who, who thought this was a good idea? It's... Who thought this was a good idea? And and that's... I think that's a really big problem. The way that they made the raids. So it, it's sort of what it did is, is they made a... Whereas a lot of the end game in Destiny 1... Uh, was a little bit out of reach for your lower end of your average player. Somebody who picked up Destiny because they liked Halo or something like that. Yeah. And kind of a lot of that content was a little bit would, would always be out of reach. And Destiny Two, throughout, has brought that content into a more reachable for the casual player initially. But then the raid was just such a huge. There was such a huge chasm. Between the rest of the content and the raid. Yeah, because it's not even whether you're good at the platforming sections or not. Like, it's also, do you have a warlock class that can do that? Or no, well, do you have do, five do, friends? Five friends. That, that are, they are not just, are you good enough? Are your five friends good enough to not just follow instructions perfectly um, and communicate and call out thing and, you know, work together, but also... Do platforming. 
Um. Yeah, all these things. And that's the thing. We had we had a number of people. Like, some people were better at the shoot hands. Some people were not as good at the shoot hands. And then you had people that were better at the platforming than other people. And it's you like could, you the, could, the raid's trying to be more accessible. And then it's like, no, you got to be good at everything. you yeah. got to be, like, the most hardcore of gamers in order to get through with it. Six of you got to be the most hardcore of yeah. gamers. And that was the thing, because I remember... and. The I remember the way we would split up the team. We'd look at the light level. We kind of got a pretty quick gauge of, okay, you know, Steve's not dying a lot. Um, so, like, we'll stick Steve over here and whoever else who is dying a lot with Steve so that at least somebody doesn't die. Uh, that kind of thing. Where you can't do that. It just... Yeah. And, and what, they, but what they've done now, too, is not just... Again, I haven't played this raid layer. Maybe the raid layers are better constructed. I don't know. Well, it's even they, actually, something my, sorry, sorry, but something my brother even said was in Vault of Glass, in that one, like the first big area where you got to fight the Hydra and you got the globe things, mm-hmm. he was able to find himself a spot to hang back and just snipe most of the time and feel useful because when it comes to the Twitch gaming, he knows he's not as good as some of the rest of us. Right. Um, But he's fine if he can hang back and, you know, have the opportunity to play at a slower pace. You don't have that in anything in the new raid. Le- in the new raid, and yeah. it's not to say that the new raid is awful, because I mean, I was excited in that first room. I actually really like the first room you have to do. <laughs> no matter, what. I actually really like that. That feels like traditional Destiny teamwork stuff you got to do. That felt like what you just do. After that. It gets really obscure. Like, I'm still not sure what you do in the baths. I'm still not sure what exactly you got to do there. Partially because we haven't played it since the first time and we just got wiped. Yeah. Um, then, like, well, and it's, we know exactly what to do in the, uh, the, the, the platforming one. The problem is just everyone's got a platform and that's stupid. That wouldn't even be too bad if it weren't for the end. But then you also like the, the the dogs and the flowers. I I just I hate that one. The dogs and the flowers is so time consuming, and you're throwing stealth mechanics into a game that's not stealth. It's worse than the uh, Gorga Gorgon's Oh, the Gorgon's like, Eye. Yeah. Yeah, the, that thing in Vault of Glass, Gorgon's which man. nobody liked. Nobody liked that, and they went and they made it worse. Yeah. But we're just complaining about the raid. Now we're just complaining about the raid. But it, it does talk, speak, kind of speak to the problem here too, where they've made the raid even the raid layers even more inaccessible in in uh, in Warmind, right? Yeah, you got to be three eighty, right? Where so we've we've slowed down the we've slowed down your loot grind. We've already design the raids to be basically I feel like in some ways it's like to eliminate the possibility of the you know whatever 1% of Destiny players who were using exploits and stuff to to get through the raids faster. It was, yeah it feels like it was designed specifically for the people that are competing on Twitch to get through the raid the fastest. Right. And um, even or then to, there was or to do it with short teams and things like that where like you know, solo the vault of glass or you know, yeah. whatever. Like, where, and then, but basically, what you've done now is you've cut out a large portion 
of the rest of the, the players of the game. Um, from once, we, even once we're up to 380, and we can as- manage to assemble, you know, four of our closest friends to do this. And Wrath of the Machine had everyone so fired up too, because Wrath of the Machine, everyone went through and was like, "This is the best raid." Maybe in hindsight, right. people don't think that way. Maybe things changed afterward, but I know I really liked King. Actually, honestly, I liked all the raids, but Crota was all right. Crota feels like a six-player strike, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that I think that does kind of make sense. Other than a couple of parts, it was it was pretty much. But then y- y- you have. Vault of Glass was good. King's Fall had a lot of really good moments. And Wrath of the Machine, I really wish we could have beaten it at the end. Um, and honestly, the servers are still up till September. I've wondered about going back and just seeing how many people we could get together to just do some of that old stuff. Partially so I could record video for That'd be fun. potential video. And like, But even regardless, I mean, they're shutting down the servers in September. And it's like, I really wonder... I feel like if you want to know how well Destiny's going to do in the future and how quickly Destiny 3 is going to come out, you got to wait and see after a month what the sales are on the first year two expansion. Yeah. Because I don't, I think Warmind has only convinced people to stay away, even though I think it's also largely agreed Warmind is better than Curse of Osiris. Yeah, definitely better than Curse of Osiris. But I think that's actually kind of the the, the curse of Destiny 2. Because my first response to Destiny 2 was, look at Destiny 1, a whole lot of people were complaining. I remember a whole lot of people were comparing the loot grind to Borderlands and how Borderlands did it better. I was glad Destiny had a slower loot, gr- uh, loot presence and loot grind. Because De- Borderlands is too much. Destiny has increased its loot grind... But it's still not obnoxious, and you're still largely deleting stuff. Um, you're, you're scrapping stuff most of the time. But with Destiny 2, it's funny, again, there's the parallel. It's like Destiny 2 comes out, people play through it, story's crap. Um, nobody, everyone's disappointed. The first expansion comes out, everybody's unhappy. Nobody liked The Dark Below. And then the second sp- expansion comes out, and it's an improvement... But I remember being so much more excited after playing House of Wolves and then doing Prison of Elders. Well, and, and part of the problem is, like I said, we've been we've been doing this for too long now, right? Like this is we we have we keep on noticing how many how much things have taken a step backwards. The you know the idea of weapon mods were kind of cool, but the management of weapon mods sucks. Um, the shaders. The, uh, the the ability to you know put different shaders on, on every, different gear on yeah, different gear that's is great. that's a great idea. The management of shaders and the acquisition of shaders sucks. Um, your inventory sucks. Um, like everything, there they didn't make they they took ever all these things took a step backwards. It was almost like. They were making an improvement on, you know, vanilla Destiny One, not an improvement on Rise of Iron. Uh, Rise of Iron, right, where it went when it came down to it, and it feels like it would have been better just keeping Destiny One at that point. Right. 
Um, Which honestly, I kind of was on that side to begin with. I never liked the contract to do two, uh, a game every two years, but again, I, and I've said it plenty of times because a lot of people are like, "Why would they see, uh, sign a deal with the devil of Activision?" Activision must have been letting them have something nobody else was because there's no way nobody wanted to sponsor the Halo guys. Nobody wanted to sign on the Halo guys to make their next big game. Yeah. Everyone had to have been talking to them. Activision had to have had something in the contract that was the most promising. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and, and that's... Well, I To some degree, I understand the desire to... Um, to change the bones, right? Because Destiny 1 was designed with an, on, to, with the PS3 in mind and the Xbox 360. And they, you know, they wanted to... Now they can go full next gen. Right, now they can go full next gen. So I think that part of it may have been necessary and the amount of work required to, to do all that retooling may have required a full-price game, selling a full-price game, essentially. Perhaps. Uh, perhaps. But all of the all the mistakes that they have made and are continuing to make, where we're not we're not back we're not back where we were yet, and that's and all I can hope is that whoever started on the year two stuff, like I can only hope when they were done with the um, Rise of Iron stuff, that team was put in charge of year two. That's all I can hope of year two. Clearly, we're in charge of. Uh, the the and who, who was it? Skill up, I think, had the analogy to the hugest like boat in the world right. that took how many miles to stop, how long to turn around. Um, like so, they they actually right. have a good because too much of this stuff I, was in production already. And and this is where this is where I, I come down, and I'm actually optimistic for whatever we're getting in the fall. I I think I think they're on the right track. But like I said, I like like that said. I think the boat is just taking too long to stop, too long to turn around, and but once once they're back on course, I think maybe we'll get something good. I might have to wait a little bit because as I said, like I am feeling warmer on it. Like I already, I have more interest in going back to Warmind than I had. In go- like after we did the story in Curse of Osiris, I was just done. I think we played one. You, you played. I played a bunch, but you only played Osiris like one more time after one or once or twice after that. Not too often, no. Um, like we, we only played it together at least like once or twice. And I think when we played it together was largely the only times I played it. Yeah. Like Curse of Osiris really soured me, but at the same time, again, like today, I went back to do more Warmind stuff. Why? Eh. It ain't bad. I want to go back to Mars. I just wish there was more reason for me to. Because the only thing the game wants me to do at this point is milestones, which, hey, I went back to Io today for public events. Oh, boy. I mean, I understand why we do that, because not everyone has the expansion, but at the same time, it's... Maybe you guys I mean, should just have different milestones for people with the expansion? I don't know. I don't, like, how many times have we done these public events now, too? And the worst part about IO is I had, like, three or four public events in a row out of five that are, like, Asher complaining that it's the Cabal again, and it is three <laughs> different instances of the Cabal excavation. 
So it's like, oh, it's those cabal again. Yeah, you don't say. Always making all that racket. Exactly. It's like, you don't say, huh? Yeah, yeah. Did it three times today. Yeah. And two of the Vex ones. The same ones. The same two different... Oh, oh this is not a Titan, man. Titan, there's oh. like only three possible events on Titan. Yeah. And two of them are walkers. But that also doesn't require you to do as many public events as the others. It are. doesn't. It's true. I think you only have to do three. So that's already a plus. There you go. Uh, but still. But yeah, so there's not too much more to say here. That hasn't been said. Destiny is still fun at its core. It is still riddled with issues. Um, some bigger than others. Warmind does not improve over Osiris enough, right? It improves. It's an improvement. When I say I'm hopeful for year two, do not confuse it for optimistic for year two. It is I am hoping year two will do for Destiny 2 what a lot of people say um I don't even remember the name of it now uh, the Taken King Taken King did for Destiny 1 because a lot of people look at Taken King as the the upswing that was a yeah think turning point they're not they're, they're not off I mean the Dreadnought was an interesting place to walk around and wander um and they still have some of that like the, the what they learned from the Dreadnought is in the new Mars mm-hmm. with the, the the key codes you get and the caches and other stuff you can find that stuff started in Taken King um, I think it's executed in a more accessible way but it's also something that only more dedicated players are going to want to bother with so yeah. the casual players don't really care the problem is dedicated players don't get any reward for it and that's where we're all I feel like Warmind might be slowly on the right track but Bungie still, it's like you're not, it's like they're not getting it. Yeah. Which stinks because it felt like Rise of Iron was already there. Yeah. No, that's, 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 a, that's pretty much about right. And yeah, yeah. I really, I really hope that, uh, whoever, yeah, whoever's working on the next expansion is, uh, knows what they're doing. Yeah. All right, people, I think that's all we're going to bore you with Destiny. Uh, next time, I'm hoping uh, get a chance to go out and see Infinity War. Infinity War. That way we can talk about that on the podcast. And then the episode after that, we can talk about E3. Sounds I good. took days off for E3 this year. And I'm nice. so glad I did. But I'm not even going to E3. I'm just going to sit on my couch. And live stream. I'm not going to live stream myself, no. No, uh, yeah. I mean, well, watch, watch the, the live stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the live stream. But anyways... Um, YouTube.com slash RamblePack64 RamblePack no C 64 That is where you can see my analysis of Metroid Prime 2 and technically the entire series and you can also see I got a video up on Fire Emblem Warriors two videos and I've got the footage I need for the most part for the third I just gotta get the script done I'm on a roll I think I hope maybe so hopefully I can get all that going. We'll see if I can start putting these episodes up on a, I think a sort of sister YouTube channel. But okay. We'll see how that goes. But anyways, gamertag.net, youtube.com slash ramblepack64, facebook.com slash ramblepack64. Check this stuff out. We got an ST. 
And you can uh, check out some of my stuff on theprogmind.com, uh, where I write some reviews. And, uh, oh, we're talking about Twitch, too? No? Not yet, because I'm trying to figure that out. We might be doing Twitch. We might be doing Twitch. Kind of. A little bit. So, all right. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Sorry it took so long, but, hey, hopefully, I mean, we had something to passionately talk about. There you go. All right. Hope you have a good night. Have a good night, everyone.